Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who is large and in charge. Hello. It's, hey, it's Rob. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're talking about someone who is quite large, Slug. Yes. So, uh, you know how whenever the Kingpin appears, there's often a line about how, you know, uh, you know, I may look like a fat guy, but it, I'm ac- it's actually all solid muscle. The slug is all, well, I may look like a fat guy, but I'm actually a fat guy. Yeah, yeah, he has, like, I'm surprised he doesn't have, like, one of those little mojo, like, spider crawlers. Uh, He's occasionally used, like, some sort of, like, uh, like, hover chair or something. Yeah, the, um, I am reading the first issue, I'm trying to read the first issues, as well as, you know beforehand if i have enough time and uh this one was pretty good and uh he got away because he did have a uh escape boat built for him which was yes looked like a chair because he was sitting on it but yeah he's a big old dude like just real rotund like just real like we're gonna get to it at just a moment but like the the cover has someone standing on him and they're sinking into him (laughs) a little bit yes so i mean not comically but no yeah they yeah but uh but slug yeah he's he's a big one and also i think he has one of the coolest names yes you, i oh yeah ulysses ulysses x x slug a lugman sorry ulysses yes. x lugman it's a pretty good name especially for it's an evil di- person it's definitely the name you would come up with when you had to come up with a guy who was called the slug yeah, because, like, you have to, you know, you have to get Slug in there somehow to, to make it make sense. Because he technically doesn't have any powers. No, I mean, he can suffocate a guy in his folds. Um, uh, I mean, that, that, is a, that is a thing that he does. Yeah, he does. I'm, we're going to discuss this a little bit, and I want to, I, 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 because uh, we're not going to do any fat shaming in this at all. But, like, it's going to be hard to, uh step around certain comments uh because uh that's kind of his whole thing because like his kingpin's whole thing is he's a big strong dude like you can see strong men who are kind of built like the more realistic portrayals of kingpin uh uh-huh. well you know like not the uh like sakevich ones where like he's basically just a wall of flesh but like um but well, like, i mean like both both live action yeah was, like uh, vincent d'onofrio or uh <clears throat> Uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, like, they're just, like, he's a big dude. Like, you can tell that he has a lot of muscle underneath there, like, the way that, you know, he's drawn moving and everything. But Slug is just, like, he's basically Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. With, like, longer arms. Um, But, yeah. But, yeah, so, his occupation, Kingpin, criminal organizer, president and owner of legitimate businesses. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You know. He's a he's a legitimate businessman. Yeah, he's a legit businessman. He does so many legit business. <laughs> um, so you know, people people know who he is. Uh, yeah, it, it, kind of hard to have a uh, C 
secret identity when you weigh half a ton. Yeah. Also, but his apparently his dual identity has never been proved. But well, it's one of those things like the kingpin, where he's like, "Oh no, I'm just a I'm just a humble dealer in spices." Oh, or it's like how Nitro technically has no criminal record because he couldn't be tried in a court, or he would explode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I just remembered. We're talking about speedball later. That is correct. Okay. Speaking of people exploding, yeah, I'm about to get real edgy. Um, <laughs> so. My introduction to Speedball was literally Civil War. Oh dear. Yeah, no, it was just and uh, me being ten at the time when I was reading it. Not ten, no, thirteen. Thirteen at the time when I was reading it, I thought I thought Penance was the coolest thing ever. Well, that still makes me feel very old, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, it turns out the the era of time goes forever straight. And, yes, I'm afraid so. Yeah. Uh, so he's a citizen of the United States with no criminal record. He is born in Miami, Florida. And he's a real Florida man. Yeah, he stays pretty much in Florida, as far as I know. Well, everywhere else would just be too cold, I guess. You'd have to. Well, although he's he was in New York a bunch of times with the Hoods gang. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I associate him with a lot with Miami, mostly because like. That's where he, that's where, like, his main home base is, where he first showed up. Uh, he later showed up in, like, Ant-Man and Nomad. Yeah. Uh, you know, various things. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he's single. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, no known relatives. Uh, he, he is a leader of a coalition of Southern non-Magia criminal organizations. He's well, not- Well, I guess he's not a, he's, he's insufficiently Italian. Well- you know, I was gonna, I was gonna say his Count Nefaria Italian, but no, he's very Italian. Um, he's extremely Italian. I mean, yeah. all those guys, you know, Silvio Manfredi. There's, you know, I was trying, I was trying to come up with anything, but no, every single thing I was gonna say is extremely Italian. It just turns out they're also weird on top of it. <laughs> I mean, it eventually turned out that Hammerhead wasn't Italian. Yeah, but he also kind of woke up with memories, thinking he was. Yes. So Italian and a monster. So yeah. But but yeah. So his base of operations, Miami, Florida, and he first showed up in Captain America two twenty five, and uh, there is or cover three twenty five. Three twenty five. Sorry, three twenty five, and there is cover piece theater. Cover piece theater. Okay. So uh, to set the scene, we have a pretty simple background. And we just have three figures. We have Captain America holding back Jack Monroe, aka Nomad. Um, and uh, Nomad is just really just both Cap and uh, Nomad are standing on top of this one man. Uh, let me tell you, both of these men standing on top of this one man—they're not small people by any means. Ah, uh, uh, no. So, and uh, their feet seeking down into his folds, and. Uh, and Nomad is just really just given it, given just the what for to um to slug because he looks very miserable. Oh, he's not enjoying this being punched in the face at all. No, and on top of that, he's being stand stood on. But yes, by two heavy men. But yeah, they're also not light men either. But um, but yeah, what is uh? Well, sorry, but so there's a uh, he's fat, he's foul, he's the slug. Stop it, Nomad. You're killing him. That's the idea, Cap. Because this this is the Alright, so I guess you I mean you've done Nomad before. This is the second 
nomad who was the originally the Bucky of the Captain America of the 50s. Yes, yeah, so does that mean he has the, the bad uh, super soldier serum that makes yeah, him... Yeah, he's got like some janky homemade super soldier serum inside him that made him go crazy for a while, but this is now at a time when he is less crazy. Also, fun fact, also made him able to uh, just really shake off a heroin overdose. Yeah. I read this, I read this issue, and it's pretty good. Um, so basically, Captain America just completely ruins a months-long undercover police investigation at the beginning, and his excuse was, you know, there's a crime happening. <laughs> Which, you know. Um, and you also, uh, Nomad is in Miami um, investigating Slug, um, and he's kind of, you know, weaseled his way in. And uh, his, uh, and a Nomad's girlfriend is like, hey, Cap, can you help him? And uh, Nomad, like, sets the ship on fire. And, uh, well, after, sorry, after being dosed with what should have killed him with heroin, uh, he was thrown overboard, but his super soldier serum made it to where he could, like, you know, survive for the most part until Cap got there. And he, then he set the boat on fire. And, uh, and yeah, it kind of, it kind of ends a little neatly. That's a, it's, it feels like kind of like a nice contained story, that issue. On of note, uh, this is like, right, this is right in the Miami Vice era. So, you know, we've got drugs, we've got Miami. And also, uh, oh, this is sort of around the time when in entertainment for young people, drugs were like the ultimate evil. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, I forgot to do this. Um, the, this, that the name of this issue is uh, Slugfest. It came out in January 1987. Mm. Um, but also, I forgot to say, uh, the slug has a hot tub full of, or a tub full of uh, carnivorous slugs? I'm not sure if they're actually eating anybody or if they're just gross. I See, I couldn't tell, because there was definitely screams happening, but, but not. Yeah, but whatever. He has a bunch of slugs, and he calls them like you know his pets and whatnot. Which is yeah, I I, th- I think that's either he has either Grunwald forgot that slugs aren't leeches, or this guy's just screaming because they're gross. But also, like leeches suck the blood out. It wouldn't be like a screaming thing, like because they literally numb you when they bite. Down. I, get, I mean, I could see screaming just because you know they're latching onto you. And, you know, it's comic, so theoretically they could be drinking enough of his blood to kill him. Theoretically. I don't know. Well, let's. Uh, there's not a lot on the slug, so we're, this is going to be actually fairly short. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So little is known about the background of Ulysses Slugman, uh, known in most circles as the Slug. It is unknown whether his obsession with his pet slugs were in deference of his name or whether he received his nom de crime. I like that. That's that was cute. That was cute yes. what they did there. They normally they normally don't do like little cute things here, but you know that's cute. Okay, <laughs> but is nom nom to crime uh, because of them using political and business techniques? He organized and directed the criminal mobs of Florida. He never mm. placed himself in a situation which the law could prove responsibility his responsibility for the crimes. For instance, he once conducted his drug cr- trade from a yacht which anchored outside of U.S. territorial limits. To avoid legal jurisdiction, but due to a grease fire set by the costume vigilante known as Nomad, the yacht sank, and the slug would have drowned if not for the flotation device installed on his mechanical wheelchair. So, I mean, at least he had enough uh, foresight to know that. Uh, we also loved like criminals getting away 
via loopholes in the 80s. Oh, of course, yeah. On, uh, uh, see, see also the bad guys from Lethal Weapon 2. And uh, the fun the fun thing about it, too, is uh, to be in international waters, you just need to be like 10 nautical miles out from the from a court uh, from a shoreline of a oh, yeah, of a country. And, and 10 miles is different than 10 nautical miles for some reason. Yes. So keep that in mind. But you're technically international waters like I would say a fairly short jaunt. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, yeah, Slug began forming his small gang, which rapidly grew in size, influence and power. And well, thanks to his organizational skills, uh, some would say his uh, his influence grew in grew in size. Okay, no. okay, <laughs> no, okay, no, no, that deserves a sword. <laughs> okay, uh, Lugman was careful to invest his illegal gains from lucrative Latin American drug trades into legitimate businesses. Because that's what he does. He does legitimate business. You know, just business. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, a business that's just legitimate. Um, today, he built a vast legitimate business empire in the various fields. Every single time. It's like when someone says, I'm not a creep. It definitely means they're a creep. And the more time you say legitimate business, the more I think you're laundering money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every single time. Um. So I did not think that the high evolutionary would pop up in this uh, this very short thing, but it does. Uh, during recent efforts by the high evolutionary to eradicate the central drug uh, Central America drug fields, resulting in shortage, compelled the slug to enter a, in a joint venture with the New York crime lord uh, Kingpin. However, the brief partnership proved to be less than profitable due to interference with costume crime fighters. Spider-Man and Poison and the Guardian of the Ever uh of the Florida Everglades uh man thing. Uh, that, that was in the uh Evolutionary War crossover and also involved uh the rarely seen uh Cuban American heroine Poison, who I guess you covered several months ago. Yes, yeah, we did cover her, which it seems like she didn't really show up much after. She did not. Yeah, she seemed to have be interesting. But also, isn't that uh, downgrading man things a whole thing? Like, sure, he protects the Everglades, but he also protects the nexus of reality. You know? I mean, in this context, it makes sense that they mention the Everglades here, because he's a Florida guy, as opposed to all reality, whereas, you know, everybody lives in reality. Well, but yeah, but he does protect, like, the point of which all realities connect, though. Like, I mean, I feel like you'd be, like, you know, located in Citrusville, you know, Florida. But, like, I don't know. I just, you know, just, you know, give, give Man Thing some more respect. He does a lot. Yes. Of, you know. um, uh, the slug continued to partake in Latin American drug trades, uh, investing much of his money to make the industry as lucrative as it had been before the high evolutionaries attack on it. His current activities are unknown. He is uh, six, eight, six foot eight, weighs 1,068 pounds. His eyes is on. We don't know what his eyes look like because he's usually wearing sunglasses. Because you know he's in Florida all the time, you oh, yeah. know. And his hair is white. Um, and he he you know he does. Okay, this is you know normally these are not that different. Uh, he possesses the uh, normal human strength of a man his age and tremendous size who engages in no regular exercise. You know you're not wrong, but also you know. 
Um, I mean, he's definitely into the... He's beyond, like... He's kind of a medical abnormality at this point. Yeah. And uh, for known superhuman powers, this is also an odd one. This is the first one I've seen. None. Normally it ends after that. But it has... It's conceivable that the slug is actually a mutant in so much as it is difficult to imagine how a normal person could achieve such a tremendous mass and still remain alive. Again, this whole thing is like, it just seems like everything's fat shaming him. He's I mean, I think, I think we're beyond fat shaming. I mean, it, it's very difficult to be a thousand pounds and be alive. It is, but also at the same time, it's not impossible, especially in the Marvel Universe. I mean, I feel it would, this would be the same if he was like 10 feet tall. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay, this next one is basically just a Yo Mama joke <laughs> for the slug. <laughs> Okay, the slug is so obese that he could asphyxiate a person in the folds of his flesh. I mean, that does happen on I, panel. It does happen, but it also sounds like a Yo Mama joke. I mean, it is <laughs> a Yo Mama joke, but also, I mean, if it happens on panel, you gotta mention it in the powers. Um, yeah, you do. Uh, also, um, Christ, okay, uh, the slug is so vast that his legs can no longer support his bulk for any length of time. So he uses a mechanical wheelchair with tread tanks as for locomotion. So, yeah. <sighs> this is, like, the last five minutes of this was basically just, like, uh, like your mom's so fat. It is unfortunate. <laughs> it's, yeah. But, um, yeah, he's, he's, you know, that's it. Uh, He just kind of really just came out and looks like he didn't really do much. Actually, I don't think he does much in general, does he? He turned, you know, usually if somebody's in Florida, the slug will turn up. Uh, he's definitely in an issue of Spider-Man Unlimited, where he goes down to fight the lizard. Uh, he's in Nick Spencer's Ant-Man run, where he relocates to Miami. Does he also have one of the apps that, that for henchmen? I think, yes. There was a thing where he, he was just using the app. I think, I think he hired the hijacker. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that now. That's a, that's a fun run. Also, apparently, at one point, he was imprisoned in the raft. What are yeah, in that in that big um, uh, uh, Bendis, uh, who was the artist on that? Steve McNiven. That sounds right. Anyway, the the, the first arc of New Avengers, where uh, you know the Avengers have broken up following uh, Avengers disassembled, and they get back there because there's a big breakout of the raft. Yeah. He was one of the Raft prisoners who escaped, I assume because Bendis just was kind of like poking through handbook profiles, and he saw, okay, you know, the slug, he's got like an animal name, he must have like powers. But like, he, yeah, okay. I mean, I assume that's why he ended up in the Raft. Oh, he got, got like slug powers, huh, pal? Uh, the Raft, with, it's the Raft for you. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just very fat, please. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, wait, yeah, I hope wait. You, I hope you like bunking with the armadillo, pal. Okay, do you remember? Okay, so remember the, uh, I think it was called The Hunt, uh, where Craven got every animal based. Oh, uh, Hunted. Hunted, yes. Hunted. Did the, the slug show up? I've, there are a couple guys who get mentioned, but they don't get brought in because they aren't animally enough. Because I think he would be one of them, but like everyone, like everyone, even like that one tortoise guy who showed, showed up in like five issues before, showed up. Well, I think they specifically uh, don't bring in Hammerhead. Oh, yeah, because he's not animal enough. Yeah, I guess- right, he's not actually a guy in a shark costume, so they decide, eh. You know, like, for 
such a i don't want to say a dumb premise it's not a dumb premise but for such a very childlike premise that was actually a very good story with a lot of depth to it uh it's just most of the time when you say we're going to bring in all the animal based heroes and we're going to like hunt them down like you're just like okay cool you're just doing most dangerous game thing but with superheroes but like you know i don't know it, the more I think about it, it does sound like something like uh it sounds like a very childlike thing to maybe mention to someone uh without the concept without without context um but yeah also that was just a really good one we got uh we got craven what what craven too is one of his sons right the, the well it was originally run by craven but then he turned things over to his cloned son okay i have a question for you because i am because I'm, I'm reading through the 2010 handbook like paid well, slowly but i'm reading through it and there was calypso who was who dated craven she yes she was uh his his lover yeah okay because like i was just remembering because i was like reading that i was reading i'm just like is that craven because she's wearing yes. just like sexy craven actually you know what she's just wearing what craven wears but it's cinched at the bottom so her her boobies don't fall out and that's yes. it like, no, like, I was about to say it's a sexy version. No, they're both wearing almost nothing. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, it's, no, I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm done. So what do you mm-hmm. have to plug? All right. So I'm on the, uh, on the, on the Marvel research team. We don't have any, uh, books out at the moment, but, uh, keep an eye out. And I'm also on Stasis Pod, a Transformers podcast that, uh, go, it's currently going episode by episode through Transformers Rescue Bots. Hey, my name's Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lurid ways. Where, uh, and if you want to support me, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram and share those, share all that uh, stuff. If you want to support me monetarily, you can go to at Alphabet, sorry, Twitter, uh, Patreon, Price patreon.com slash alphabet flight where you can throw me a dollar to a month i would i would like twenty dollars please so i could just pay for the coasting <laughs> uh th- this is oh yeah rate review subscribe the pod uh, uh the podcast on your podcatcher of choice and uh you know tell a friend um this has been alphabet flight and may conch you protect you through all of your night travels good night good night <laughs> <laughs>